What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ancient Wisdom, your weekly Pokemon TCG podcast. My name is Corey Roush. With me, as always, is DJ Keener. Dave, how are you? I am living the dream, Corey. I just got the last uh, broken piece of my hot tub fixed, which is all I really need to continue surviving. So I'm uh, I'm going to make it. Speaking of hot tubs and th- bad things that could happen in them with broken pieces, uh, have you watched the uh, Winnie the Pooh horror movie yet? I had no idea where that sentence was going that entire time. Wow. No, no, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I could totally understand that. Um, I know that you have a similar taste for terrible horror movies. Um, They're great. I think this one is actually beyond that and actually just the worst movie I've ever seen and not funny. Um, yeah, let's see. So here's a, a really interesting question. There's some some real evaluation to happen here. Because normally it's like there's bad movies and those are worse than really, really bad movies. Because really, really bad movies are so bad they're hysterical. Is this somehow so bad that it goes from it's below the bad, but also the so bad it's funny and just back into unwatchably bad? Um, I mean, I watched it. So I wouldn't say it's unwatchable. I would rather never see it again. Or um, you could make it your whole personality and watch it 30 times. Um... You pro- I mean, you Piggy? could, because I don't know if you've seen the stills of what Winnie the Pooh and, and Piggy look, P- Piggy, uh, Piglet look like. Um, their personality. I've seen um, just like the cover photo before. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I went in with those expectations, and it somehow was worse. But I would still recommend it to you specifically because I feel like you'll feel something something that's terrible. Okay. Uh, for for anyone curious listening who has an interest in what the Rotten Tomato score is, because I oh. didn't know immediately, it's a three percent. Yeah, <laughs> we opened it up because like we're like we're we're like you said, we're gonna we're gonna typically find our way into nonsense like that, and we had made the good decision the day before to watch Talk to Me, which was fantastic. Yeah, I like Talk to Me. It uh, it was good. I didn't think it was. I think it's actually been a little bit over um hyped at this point but i thought it was a good movie well that's fair because i don't actually listen to what other like i I haven't heard what other people have said about it so i'm sure it probably has been when i say fantastic it's it's my favorite horror movie i've probably seen it in a a while but i like sure uh it was good and then uh we're like well so let's go back to a little bit stupider and we hit yeah uh, yeah, obviously we hit blood honey you nailed yeah um yeah watch that it's it's free on peacock and uh they actually probably should have paid me (laughs) love that Beyond that, um, have you been playing anything online or anything like that since uh, the last time we talked? Is, is everything kind of like, or are you kind of like waiting to see where things go this weekend? Yeah, I'm just kind of holding out for right now. I haven't had uh, much of a reason to get too invested. Um, you know, just kind of playing with the homies when it comes up. I will probably play some games tomorrow. Um, I don't know what I'll play yet. I keep meaning to put together. Um, Arvin Charizard to try that. So I'll probably put that together, try to play some games with that tomorrow. But uh, nothing really. What about you? Uh, I've tried to mess around with a little bit of everything. Uh, I played some Lugia. Uh, I've played some Gardevoir. I played one game of Gardevoir. I won't even say I played some Gardevoir. I played one game of Gardevoir. It hit really well. Uh, the Charizard matchup felt free. And then my opponent nicely did the uh, thing of conceding while I was doing the uh, ability and my game crash. Mm, I went, cool, I'm course. not doing that again. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it happens every time, 
but once was enough for me to be like, often enough to make you not want to play ever again though yeah for a deck that i already don't enjoy playing and i know i'll never play in person that was an easy get right out yeah that was um, enough right you're, you're done once that happens one time yeah but lugia has been fun and i tried probably every version of charizard a little bit over the last week just to see get opinions for this not mostly just like i don't like talking about things if i don't have something to base my opinion off of sure so that was where we were at uh anyway uh but so yeah so in, like to kind of pre- prepare ourselves for what we're expecting and like to preview the regional this weekend which i believe is peoria correct uh, i um, believe that's right we are going to look at the results from the Yokohama event last, but at this point, I think that was like September. And then um, because while that is long ago, like long ago at this point, uh, it is the current format. The, what we, this is the first event in the current format for what we had uh, going into this with 151 legal. And then we're going to look at the 100 plus online events uh, since it, since uh, 151 went legal on online, which is there's only nine of them so it's not like a ton but it's it's enough to kind of like get an idea of where we're going so starting with yokohama uh the top 16 there and obviously like we've mentioned this before but but the japanese format is a little bit different uh it's a best of one i think it's 14 rounds between day one and day two and then they cut the top cut uh but the the top cut was four gardevoir three lugia all of them being colorless uh two maridon two palkia chin pao two Giratina Lost Zone, one Rapid Strike, one Gudra, and then one Charizard Delay. So a little bit of a bunch of things to unpack there. Uh, it ended up being Maridon beating one of the colorless Lugias in the finals. Uh, the Maridon in the finals was playing uh, the Mew, and it was playing the Mew EX from, the new, from 151. It was also playing Zapdos EX from 151 with Halucha. I specified that that one was because the other one was not playing uh, Zapdos and Halucha. So that's kind of one of the dividing points already. And then the Cutlass Lugia, what's really brought this back to the fore is um, UEX being able to copy primarily Giratina EX and uh, Greninja, Radiant Greninja, which have been like, if there's things that like the Lost Zone decks can kind of try to do to get an edge in those matchups, it's those two attackers. But there's a myriad of other things that Mew really brings to the table in Lugia. So, and, and we, we've been proponents of Cutlass Lugia in the past. So I wanted to start with the two decks that made the finals there. Uh, before we dig into the rest of that, let's start with Maridon. I know that we've been talking over the last few weeks about how we feel about Maridon and how we're actually might maybe liking it a little bit more because now there's a little bit more optionality in there. Um, I obviously I know your I think I know your feelings on you, but given this like and this kind of goes back and forth with the results over the next like two weeks since this set's been out. Are, how do you feel about Zapdos EX in a deck like this? Uh, I still like it. I, I think it's a uh kind of a free roll in my opinion um because you're gonna play the crap holes there or if you don't play it so like we might as well play the card that does something um even if you don't play the halucha to enable like which i think you probably should but even if you didn't play it um the matchup where it matters the most does play dragonite that's going to give you access to the snipe ability anyway uh while also being good in gardevoir if they have to put energies on anything silly at any point in the game so uh i think the zapdos is too good to not play and uh Seeing lists that don't have Mew in it is also kind of crazy to me. I'm pretty sure Mew should just be in your Maridon decks. I agree with that. I like I I wasn't even acknowledging like Mew as a question in the deck because I like at this point I just think Mew is kind of a staple in there. It's it's it just opens up like a lot of things to do like literally any matchup. Like I obviously this is minor and but I do think that this will come as no surprise to anyone that knows. I think there's a control list out there that people just haven't found yet. We've seen it pop up a little bit in top 16 of these 100 person tournaments, but we're not really like talking about going that yeah. far for them but you're seeing it 
pop up a little bit throughout. And I, I was listening to Lake of Rage this week, and Piper Lapine was talking about trying to find the control list, but she wouldn't leak the goo. Um, but one of the cards they would likely play is something like the, um, the, the Mimikyu, which would just completely wall your deck, other than the fact that Mew can copy its attack to attack through. And I did that on ladder, and my opponent just looked at me like, oh, well, this sucks. <laughs> so, like, it's just, like, things like that. So, I don't know. I think Mew's too good to pass up. I go back and forth on Zapdos. Like, it's very good. But, like, I guess the reason why I go back and forth on it is it stops being the pivot if we like playing Path. And I think I would have to play Path and Ride on because it's just too good into a lot of the matchups that are a struggle for you. So I don't know. That's kind of where I go back and forth. I probably will still end up playing it and like just finding ways to get around that. But that's kind of been the only justification I could see for not playing it. Yeah, I think that's a fair concern. I mean, that's definitely something that matters. Um, I'm not positive that like the situations where you need the pivot. Um, like in the match with three, you need path to just sit and play aren't necessarily the same. Like, you know, to use like a matchup like Lugia as an example, where you may need to be able to pivot in between turns so you can set up like a flaffy play or anything. You don't need path and play after the first turn. So once they clear it, you just don't really care about putting it back in play so much. Yeah, so that's like, fair. You have your time there. I mean, and against Charizard, like, again, yeah, you, you lose your pivot, but if your path is in play, it doesn't matter that you lose your pivot. They can't play. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one thing that I not to correct, but like that I've seen, like just from looking at the list the last couple of days, if they're not playing Zapdos, you mentioned they would be playing the. I think your word was crap hole zero aura. Uh, yeah. Actually, a, a lot of people are just going the cheese route and saying they'll play the flying P, not like the V Max, just the V. Yeah, no, it's the, the regular flying. Sure, uh, you managed to describe a card that may actually be worse than zero aura. Congratulations. I under so I don't understand it for the reason that people say because they're like, cool, we can do the fly thing and maybe or a paralyzed thing and maybe buy a turn. I think that's mm. really just that's nonsense. Crazy. But like, I understand why you'd want it as a forest skill target rather yeah, than yeah, and I mean, that way you can save your uh, actual tools of use for your Raikus because getting them up to 250 HP is useful. Again, I would not advocate for that at all. I'm just explaining the other side. Yeah, I don't think that's totally unreasonable. I mean, also if we're just looking for the pivot, UEX is your pivot also. So I guess... um. Not playing Zeroras and just playing Mew is also super reasonable. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay, so with the other side is Lugia, and like I said, there was three three versions of three copies of Lugia in the top cut, and all of them were colorless. This comes up as we go throughout uh, the, the the testing results as well, or like the the tournament results as well, because colorless still seems to be the most common variant. There are a couple single strike versions that are out there, but dominantly it is it is the colorless version that is seeing the more results. Uh, I think this is a question that we've asked kind of every time this becomes a debate. And like, yes, we played single strike at Columbus, but I think we were kind of back and forth on either version going up until like we, the last. Did we played single strike? If I did, I meant to say we played colorless. I heard you backwards, right? That's what I heard you say. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you think one is necessarily better than the other at this point? No, probably not. I think that. Um... I think that colorless, I guess, let me phrase this differently. I think that colorless is probably better right now, but I, I think I think what ended up happening when we picked colorless for NAIC was more or less that colorless usually feels better into a more open field, which is kind of what I've started to come around to. Um, and that's kind of just where we're at right now for the, the 151 format. There's like a little bit of, oh, what exactly does Mew do to the format, etc. Um and while the answer may be not that much, like 
right off the bat when people are playing like a lot of unoptimized decks and then you see the kind of rise in both Guardi and by association for the um the rise in like unoptimized deck, you'll see Lost Box kind of float up because Sableye just eats all of these decks that aren't like fully optimized yet. Uh Kalosugi is just really, really good in those matchups. So yeah. um that's how you end up with that deck sort of floating towards the top. That being said, I think like the the biggest issue and I'm not sure which I'm not sure exactly what the right way to handle this problem is, but uh, Maridon is not a great matchup for Lugia, obviously, and figuring out which version is better into that deck will also be relevant, and I have my suspicions that it is probably Single Strike. I do too. I, I think that it's very, like, I, I get wanting to play with Colorless right now specifically because you do get to do the Mew thing more often. I think you could probably fit Mew into Single Strike if you really wanted to. Um, and, like, I feel like if Single Strike comes up and, like, actually tops this week, we'll talk about more with lists like that because... I do think there's some some customization with single strike that you could do right now. Um, and I think a lot of it is, like, depending on, like, what you think the matchups are going to be. Like, if I think Charizard's going to be, like, a huge presence in the meta now that it did so well in Brazil, uh, I think I probably prefer the colorless version if I think that that's probably a little bit misleading and we're going to still stick with, um, like, what we've been seeing. I think I probably lean towards, towards single strike and, and maybe, like, changing a couple cards, but... I think both versions are basically just what you're looking to counter in, in the meta. I don't think it is that one is necessarily far better than the other, which is why I was confused that there was three and then like throughout it's been kind of just the colorless version. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that like somebody pointed this out online uh, earlier today. I can't remember who to credit them, but I, it kind of looks we're at a point in these like results right now where nobody's playing it, but I wouldn't be surprised to see like single strike Durout on Lugia kind of float back up. Um, because Dura doesn't look too bad in the format right now. Thick Boys are decent. It hits uh, a lot of relevant damage against the non-evolving decks, and I, I could see that being a, a relevant angle. So Single Strike could float back up even more from that. Yeah, I, I actually saw, I believe, Zach Lesage said it today, that he thinks that just, like, Arc Dura could be back, and I think sure. under the same, under the same, like, concept, like, you could bring back uh, Lugia Dura, and, like, that could actually be really good, because, like, you're answering some of the things that you need to answer. Um, and like it, it actually is like big enough to survive. Like, I, I don't think I'd want to do like the Urshifu into Charizard. I understand they can one shot, but I don't like yeah, being the glass. The Urshifu gets it done, but it's not pretty. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I feel. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That being said, like, well, no, never mind. I was going to say if, uh, if you don't play Urshifu now, we have the, the Dura problem in the mirror, but I guess you can just do the, uh, hope you get your Dura embossed theirs first. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely like a little bit. Yeah, it's always that's always ugly, but that's not something that you're really going to game plan for. You can't afford to um, invest a lot of your resources into worrying about uh, the the Dura mirror. Yeah, at that point you've gone far too you've gone far too far down the rabbit hole. So I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's tough. Um, okay, so then the next most common deck in the top cut here, and it is this brings us to other questions that I want to have throughout because it, this is the next most omnipresent deck, this or Lost Zone, depending on what like what region of the world you're looking at, but uh, four, Gar- four Gardevoir in the top set here, um, and it's like, I, I, people like Azul have said this is the only S-tier deck in the format, I think that, I, I, I think that means that S-tier doesn't mean anything anymore, but um, like, I think the deck is good, like, I've just come around, I'm not going to ask if it's a bad deck this time, I promise, but I also don't think it's by far the best deck in the format, I think that's... Is it a bad deck, though? What? Is it a bad deck, though? I mean, I think it is. But um, one of the things that you notice here that the only that like not even on the list played this in this event, but 
um, the only card that changes is a card we don't have, and it is the Moonlight Hill Stadium. Um, nothing else really changes. Mm-hmm. So my question with Guardi is beyond what is like. I guess I, you can answer that if you want. Do you think this is the, the best deck in the format? But also, would you play something like a Mew in here or anything to really change it up, or would you kind of go with like the tried and true of what we have with Guardi at this point? So I'm gonna I'm gonna address a couple different pieces here. I guess first off, like this is insane to me how often. Pokemon players just just miss, just totally miss. Because we spent all of the build-up to Paldea Evolved's legality under the Gardevoir is, like, by far the best deck in the format. Nothing is close. Iono's so insane in this deck, it's just completely cracked. And you know what happened? The deck was mid. Yeah. And not enough changes... And I mean, maybe if we're like including Moonlight Hill, maybe there's a difference here. Like, but but we don't have Moonlight Hill, so I'm sure don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if in context that's what was meant by that statement. Maybe that like it's the S tier deck with Moonlight Hill, um, which certainly could be true. Uh, I don't know, but I'm doubting it, frankly. But there's just always always very big overreactions and a lot of whiffs on stuff like that. I, I do not see a world where this deck has gone from mid. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that it's like a B-tier deck or something, because it's like one of the, the good decks in the format. There's a number of good decks. This is one of those formats, at least pre-151, where there's a lot of solid playable decks, and Guardi is definitely one of them. But like, nothing is going to change to make this become the deck. That's insane. Yeah, I, I agree completely, and I, I don't understand how people get to that. Like, even taking my, my dislike for Guardi out of it, I just don't understand how you can think that this is... Even if you think it's the best deck, which I don't, but, like, I could understand why someone would make the argument. To say that it's the only deck in its tier is, you, like, that just... That doesn't make sense. Like, like it, it's for you just to incorrect. get to that point, the only time... Not the only time, but, like, just for very recent memory, if you want to just go back a calendar year, basically, at this point... You remember how insanely good Lugia was to be in a tier of its own? Yes. Guardi is not half that dominant. No. It's like, I mean, it's not even the deck in this format. Guardi's matchup spread isn't even that good. Like, I don't think it's the deck in this format that you can even try to make that argument for. No. I wouldn't make that deck for that argument for anything in this format. I think this format is wide open and you can play a bunch of different things. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that are on a similar power level. But if there's one deck that I think, like, kind of takes above the rest, it's the Lost Zone decks. I don't think it is Guardi. But yeah, anyway. I would agree with that. I mean, I, I think that, like, any any argument to to the point that Guardi is, like, the, the top deck in the format needs to really be tempered down by being reminded that everyone also said that about Guardi going into Paldea Evolved. Yep, and it was not true. And very regularly just the evaluation for for what decks are going to be good seems to just be really off and like i don't i don't know where the the disconnect comes from that makes that happen but no no um anyways to get back to the other point i actually do think i'd be interested in playing the one uex in here i think that's a really um interesting card and i would definitely like to give it a shot yeah i i i haven't played with it since because like i said i played the one game and then got booted and that was I did not have Mew in there yet, yeah. so I've not gone back to it to try it, but playing Mew in both Lugia and in Maridon has felt awesome, and Guardi can power it up just as easily, so... Um, yeah, I, I exactly. Try that. On top uh-huh. of being, like, you know, the refill does matter, 
um, just to give you more options to discard with your Curlias and stuff as you get into the late game and you're hitting these Iono turns, or if you're trying to set up like a, a super odd uh, little Shining Arcana Guardi knockout or something, so. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, so going through like the rest of kind of what's here, and in terms of just Yokohama, uh, Chain Pao Palkia, there was two top cut here. Throughout the rest of the week since then, it's kind of been hit or miss, and sometimes it's just the Chain Pao with Daxcalibur, sometimes it is the Palkia deck. Um, I think that while while you like this deck a lot more than I do, I, I do think that we probably think this is like a smaller portion of the meta at best, like a five percent meta share. I, yeah, again, yeah. I, I don't think this deck changes much at all. Um, I think from... this is a deck that's much more popular in Japan from what I've seen, kind of at this yeah. point, than it is here. Um, I don't have a reason for that, or even like like nothing meta game based or anything really. I just I feel like it's just more more popular there. Um, I don't know. I do like this deck. I think this deck's a lot of fun to play with, but it's just fine. This is, like, I just was having a hard time placing Guardi because, like, I want to describe Guardi as being mid, but obviously it's, like, actually one of the good decks. This deck is, like, the pinnacle, like, a B-tier deck. This deck is good. This is a relevant deck. You could top an event playing this deck, but it's it's just the deck. This we say you deck top you an event playing this like deck? It. We say that you can top an event playing this deck? It's had one top so far since it's been out in... I mean, May, it also so like, ninth place at Worlds. You're right. You're right. I, it's there. I think B tier is probably where it belongs. So, like you said, yeah, yeah. I, uh, moving on to the next thing, and I think that this is surprising to me, and also shows you the regional biases. Um, there's only there's two Giratina in the top sixteen, and the only other Lost Zone deck was a Gudra deck. Whereas, going through all of the tournaments here, uh, in in like the, whether it be late nights or Pokemon Battle Parks or Deck Out Mondays or Tournaments of Doom or anything like that. Lost Box is everywhere, whether it be Kyogre or Sablezard or Giratina or Turbo or Kyogre or Charizard. There is a ton of Lost Box everywhere. I think that you and I would both tend to think that Lost Box will be played much more at a thing like PR because Americans seem to uh, play Lost Zone a lot more. Uh, I know that I think Tina might be the most played version just because it, it has been and I don't see people backing away from that, even though I told you I would have at this point and I know you would have because you never would have played it. What do you think... I know that for the better part of the last couple months, we've said we thought Kyogre was the best Lost Zone deck. Do you still think that, or would you turn more to like towards like a Turbo deck? I think I'm going to have to see how the format plays out a little bit more before I make any like strong um, statements. There, my my first inclination is going to be that I would continue playing Kyogre because I I think Kyogre can do all of the things that Turbo can do. You are trading a little bit of consistency, but even in the matchups where you would describe Kyogre as being bad, just to be straight up, um, you still can normally find an angle where it is a three-prize attacker. So I'm not really nervous to play Kyogre. I think like playing well and um, being good essentially in like these scrappy, long-drawn-out games where you're you're just trying to find the angle... Uh, I think Kyogre is always going to favor the player that's good at playing in those situations, whereas playing like Turbo um, is going to be a little more consistent, but it also gives you a lot less uh, as far as like pivots in the sloppy games and into goofy stuff in the weird situations. So I guess like partially that is to say, I don't know that you can go wrong, but I, I don't see anything changing in this format so far that makes me prefer Turbo. And I also think that the... Um, presence currently of so much uh colorless lugia like 
turns me off a little bit from anything that's like as like you can't be as sableye based but you also can't be as like set on putting a dragonite out there because that's another attack that's pretty good for me to copy yeah so i'm a little bit happier to just play like my kind of dink and dunk grindy game take a couple prizes as they're presented to me and then find my line for a three or four prize kyogre turn does that make sense no, it does. It the, does. Um, the other thing I want to touch on is, and you did mention this, but like Japan doesn't seem to like non-Giratina Lost Zone variants normally. Um, obviously, there's a Gudra and Top Cut here, but they they really like Giratina, and they don't particularly like the other versions. And I think that's just something to like keep in mind when you're looking at these results. I, I think this is entirely a regional bias thing. I do too. Yeah, I I, I like. I've seen people already reacting to the early, like, local-level events with the first half of the new set out, where they have, like, uh, the Garchomp EX and the, um, mm-hmm. what's the, the Goldengo EX. But more specifically, they have the Jirachi, and people are seeing that and taking that to be why Lost Zone has gone down significantly in play rate. And I'm just like, you know, that's probably not it. It's probably because they just don't like playing this deck over there, and and I think that that'll come to the fore here because I I, I think the Drachi like, obviously hurts Sableye, but I don't think that, that stops it, and I think that that just kind of is another indication of of what you're saying with your point there. Right, right. Um, in terms of techs, I've seen whether it be in Turbo playing things like a Galarian Zapdos V, which I don't, I, I guess because Maridon is, is is becoming a more present, more more of a presence, and the RC's version of Charizard was more of a presence. Um, or a Mew EX, or like Shaman, I've seen in plenty of Kyogre lists at this point, which was surprising to me. Yeah. Do you think any of those are really worth playing at this point, or would you kind of go so, where we've been at recently? I guess there's a couple things I'll point out. Um, Charizard is way more optimized here now than it was when this tournament happened. Yes. Just like a drastically different, like even, you know, first off, this like delayed Charizard deck isn't real. This is a fake deck. Um, Arkzard is better than that also and his, is also like further optimized than it was when this happened Yeah. Um, you know as well as the, the Arvin Charizard deck so Charizard is just like much bigger and more optimized than it was here so I think these grass techs are interesting it depends what you're looking to get out of your uh, tech attacker um so if you wanted, like, if you were really committed to having Forest Seal Stone, like, I think Shaman is fine. I've seen a lot more people playing Tropius recently, and I think that is probably the correct route to go. I think that's just a little bit better. I actually don't even um, know. Isn't the tro- the Tropius just a revenge hitter? Yeah, it's revenge. But, like, that doesn't, like, do you, do you one-shot Charizard with that even? I, I, thought, I thought it was short. Oh, let me confirm. I'm looking it up now, too. Like, obviously, this is not good radio, but, you know. Yeah, it's 30 plus 90, so that's what... So you, you need more to, to get a one-shot there, but I'll, I'll stand by that. I think that's fine, because that just needs, a, like, a Greninja to set up the knockout or whatever. No, you're um, right. And I'd rather just give up the one prize. That makes sense. That's But, like, yeah, no, I, I get weird. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see the argument for that. Um, I like Mew and Turbo. I don't necessarily know that I love Mew in... Kyogre, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. To to the Mew point, yes. I think Mew is good in Turbo. Um, I think it's really interesting to have another card where you can just, like, steal the uh, the Greninja attack or whatever, too. So, I'm really interested in uh, the Mew EX in Turbo. I don't think it has much of a space in Kyogre, but 
if you wanted to convince me that like that's the best way to uh kind of maneuver your way through those end game turns where you need to just like cap your deck out put your energies back and kill them you could probably convince me but i don't think that's really going to be necessary most of the time yeah um just because you're normally not like even if you like the worst you're getting ionoed in that version is normally two you don't normally end up in a spot where you're going to get ionoed to one and you can normally play out of a two card hole just with your comfies and stuff so uh, but it's, I mean, again, music is a good card. I'm going to put you in a lot of my decks. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I end up just, by the time we've played with the set a little bit more, my decks all, you know, are 59 cards plus some UEX. I wouldn't be surprised by that either, you know? It, I mean, it's it's not 100% at that point, but like, you just look at the result, it's, it's probably like in 70% of decks that are topping, which, like across archetypes, which is, is, is fairly interesting to me that it's catching on that quickly. But yeah, I agree. Um, one of the decks that it's not, but I wanted to bring up because it's in. It, it made one of the top sixteen slots here, and it if you average out like the results over like all of the hundred player tournaments, it's not in every top cut, but there's two in some of them, so it actually ends up averaging out to about one per top cut. Uh, Rapid Strike is pretty still is still a large part of the format for not having a high play rate. Doesn't change at all, even though like Mew is Mew is rough for it, but there's just not much you can do about that, and you just kind of roll with it yeah. and hope for the best. Um, I don't like we don't have to talk more about the deck because like again the list hasn't changed for the better part of five months but I do think the deck is still so the one thing I'm I'm gonna mention though is that like you mentioned Mew being tough for it which is kind of a double because the Mew deck is tough for it but Mew is so much hated out of the format by the Charizard presence even more so yeah uh, over here so I think that Rapid Strike is really well positioned. Yeah, 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 I do too. Like, especially if, like, decks like Turbo Lost Box don't incorporate the Mew. Like, mm-hmm. because Mew and Guardi are still such, like, good matchups. And, like, if you watch the finals of Barcelona, where I think between two games he was able to resolve four Yoga Loops, like, yeah, <laughs> sometimes yeah. it just happens. Like, it, 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 the deck is very good in the, in the decks that I think are probably going to compri- comprise, like, comp- comprise, I can't talk, comprise, like, about 40% of the room. On day yep. two, so like if you can, if you're like, yes, I think it's gonna have like a three percent play rate because people just don't pick up the deck. But like, I think it's still incredibly positioned. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think this deck is insanely strong, and it's it's not going anywhere from the metagame. Uh, you already mentioned Mew. I think Mew is probably like it's it's. I don't want to say disappeared, but pretty pretty uh, hard to find in a lot of that Charizard the- matchup is so bad. Yeah, it really is just so bad. I I think like to compete with that deck, you have to be path heavy. Yeah, and, I mean, so here's here's the the kicker, I guess. Here's the the real flip side. If Lugia works its way back into being like a big part of the format, you can make yourself back into Path and Prey, right? Yep. But you can't you can't reliably beat Charizard by being Fusion Mew and going fast. So like, you end up in this weird spot where you can like pick part of the meta to play towards, but you really can't beat everything. So it's like. Eh. If Charizard falls back out of favor, which it could, that like Brazil could be fake. We'll see. I see. So like, I think Brazil being fake is a kind of a yes and no, right? I think that. I mean, I don't think it's gonna be five of the of the top decks. I think it was like twenty five percent of the day two field. I like that's that's not real. That's not but real. I, but I mean, even if Charizard doubles from five percent to ten percent, we have a problem for you. We have a serious yeah, problem. I think the most real part of what we got from Brazil with Charizard is more optimized lists for the Lost Zone version and the Entei version, and to a lesser extent, the Arc Pidgeot versions. So, like, yep. 
there's a lot of more refined Charizard now. And if those decks are working more consistently, and like like you said, like the card's already popular. So if it is like a 10% of the room, that's really bad from you. Um, right. Because like I, I just, like they have to be path. Otherwise that matchup is pretty unwinnable. Like it's, it's very Absolutely. tough. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I, I, I didn't even list Mew on the things to talk about other than I've seen some of the Copium cards of Grabber and Pokemon Catcher coming back in. Yeah, yeah. I don't, those worth it. Those, yeah, those can't actually be good, right? I don't think so. I have a hard time believing they're good. Yeah. Grabber so, also is like full on cope because once people know about it, like you just bench your cards turn one. So Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's 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 rough times for these decks out there. Um that kind of like covers everything in terms of like upcoming decks and like like where where things have updated over the course of the last few weeks. Um, without getting into like specifics of lists, like it, 151 changes enough, but it doesn't like change a lot. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Absolutely. Um, so, given all of the updates on lists and things like that, do you have, like? I'm, I'm, we don't have to necessarily start with a, a top eight prediction, but what do you, like? What are you predicting generally coming into this event? Yeah, I mean, I think the very basic predictions that are you know, kind of easy to make. Like, Lost Box is going to do better here than, um, like, the Japanese results would expect, would have you expect specifically. Um, though I think, like, it's been fine in the online tournaments still, so I, I guess that's not really saying much. Um, the Lost Box is going to do fine still. We're going to put some number on top of it with, with Lost Zone decks. Um, I think you're playing an impossible game to try to guess which versions, but I mean, I, I won't bet multiple Kyogres ever, so I would probably bet there's two comfy decks and it's prop or two, um, like, legit Lost Box decks and, like, one Turbo, one Kyogre. Um, and I might change my numbers after we go through this if I end up giving you a whole eight, but uh, Maridon's going to top this tournament. Maridon, I think, is actually really, really good, um, which is wild how much two cards can sway my opinion on a deck, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, just the cards that were added changed the deck from being a one-dimensional hard-punch active deck to a deck that actually does a lot. So, But, like, it does make sense, right? Because, like, all of the attackers we had before were just that, whether it be Raikou yeah. being decent yeah. at it, or Maridon being able to KO Vs, or Raichu being able to punch the act, Raichu being able to punch the active, like, all we did before was punch, and now there's like yeah, no, I, I, it's yeah. not actually crazy. It's just like it's funny how that's all it took. And I mean, I I've said this a number of times, I guess, that I just felt like the deck was too one dimensional. There's definitely the right metagame for the pre one fifty one ride on decks as well, where two twenty punch active being like your best play is just a strong deck in the metagame. It just never ended up working out that way. But I think we've got enough now that I'm like super super high on my ride on. Um, I think Lugia is still insane. Lugia is going to do well. I think some Charizard variant is going to end up in top cut. I assume that I'm going to have to eat Crow and it will be uh, Boss Block Charizard just to irritate me the most. Somehow playing the worst Charizard and Comfy deck will reward somebody. I shouldn't say the worst Comfy deck. You are legally allowed to also play like Comfy Gudra or Comfy anything you want, I guess. But, I also don't you know. know if it's the worst Charizard deck, but I understand. Really? You don't think so? I don't. I, I think it's probably... I, I honestly think it's either the best or the second best. Um, but I also, I mean, you said it's not real. I think people will play the Gallade deck, and I think that's the worst one. I wasn't counting that one when I said it was the worst one. That's, Pers- that's not a deck. Personally, I think this is better than Arceus Charizard. Uh, yeah, I disagree with that, but fair enough. 
So I would debate between this and the Ente chart, like the Ente Pidgeot, like the, the version that we saw win. I actually think that that one is really consistent in what, what it wants to do. So like, I like that one a little bit better. Um, yeah, I still I have to, to try that one, but I'm assuming that's the best version as well. Yeah, I would debate between that and the Blossom one, but I, I think that I would probably lean towards the Entei one right now, but I could make an argument for any of them. But I'm splitting hairs at that point, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I don't think we're going to see anything crazy. Uh, Guardial top eight, one will get in there somehow too, I'm sure. Um, I don't know, do you think anything anything out of the ordinary or is that kind of just like what you'd expect for top cut as well? No, uh, when I ironed out my Do you think Giratina top... is top cutting? I don't actually. I think that I think the prevalence of Charizard and the prevalence of Mew e, X uh, really mm-hmm. puts a hurting on what uh, Giratina wants to do. I think it'll probably be the most played deck in, in day one just because like that's what it's been and I think the conversion rate on it is going to be atrocious and it'll finally yeah, start to like kind of swing things back. Um, when I made my predictions for what I thought the top eight would be, I predicted a single strike Lugia because while I do think the colorless may be the more played, I think single strike is actually just really well positioned. Um, I have a loss. I have one lost zone Zard and one Ente Zard because I do think that the Zard decks are going to be pretty highly played, and I do think they actually are good decks. So, especially the more they get refined, and I, I, like this is no shade at the Brazilian metagame, but I think. Just on average, like our like our top players, there's more of our top players than there are their top players, just in terms of abundance. So I think if our testing groups are like trying to re refine the decks that they just refined, I do think that two of them making into the top cut is not out of the question. Um, I have two Kyogre lessons in the top cut, but that could just as easily be uh, a Kyogre and a Turbo. My my greater point is I do think that uh, two lost decks are going to make the top cut of this tournament. Um, I do think a Maridon makes it. I do think a Guardi makes it. Probably only if Tord goes, but that's fine. I won't really, you know, hammer in on that. Um, and then I think a Rapid Strike will make it. I think that that deck just finds a way to get one top into everything, and I think it will still here. I think it's just extremely well positioned. And then if you tell me that and it ends up winning the event, I wouldn't be stunned because yeah, yeah. it just depends on what side of the bracket it's on. But it, it the deck is just very good into certain matchups. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't, but yeah, I don't think anything. I don't, like I don't think anything crazy is coming out of the woodworks. Like like I said, for better or worse, one fifty one really just kind of refines where decks have been. I don't necessarily think that it shakes things up, other than like making it so that now Charizard is better and uh, the Mew is there. So I think like Tina and Mew kind of take a slight hit, but I still think Lost Zone and um, Gardevoir and Maridon, which were good three weeks ago, are still very good right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it like is really almost understated just by saying that how much better I think Maradon is now. Um, that That's my pick to win the event, actually. I think that deck is just insanely well-positioned right now. Just It does everything well, basically, because you still have your aggro draws. You still can just win games by going quick, punch, active. But now you have all of the, you know, um, interesting various ways to, like, maneuver your way through a difficult game state instead of just needing to figure out how you're going to, like, boss punch to take enough prizes. Um I do actually feel like mostly due to there being a fairly unrefined field, most likely just for it being like the first event that that super powerful linear strategy that also got upgrades would be uh, my pick to win the tournament. Would you play path in? And I know that people like, depending on the testing group, yeah. have gone back and forth on this. You would play path. Yeah. The Charizard matchups, Matt, we're playing path. But I agree completely. I just, I know that 
go at Pittsburgh, I feel like it was a little bit split, and like I, the one the deck they made to the finals did not play it, and I, I just I, I think I would have to. I think like you said, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Have. I don't know if I'm not playing four path just to, no. to go back there because I know some people put four in there, and that seems insane. But I mean, two or three. Um, I like some other stadiums in the deck as well. I think like there's a time and place for a collapse for beach court for a lot of different things in there. So, you know, I don't know exactly what that spread looks like, but yeah, I'm playing paths. Cool. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. from right on one. I'm going to pick lost zones art solely because it, it seems like anymore. Anytime we, we come out here and say things that are strong, that's what ends up winning the event. And you just said that deck was bad. So I assume it'll win the event because one of us has to be wrong. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's <laughs> Am I missing something? I guess this is as good a time as any. Like, I've messed with that deck a little bit, and it just seems so bad to me. I really liked... So, like, I just... What really made me like it more was... I, I don't know how much of the Barcelona stream you watched, but I feel like every matchup I watched people playing it there, it looked really impressive. And I think that that's... Like, I've played it since, and I just really like being able to be... It's probably what I liked about... It, it, it's a very similarly named deck, but obviously not the same deck. It's what I liked about Sablezard before, but also like you're able to just like punch anything in the end game. So like, and like you could do that with with Radiantzard before for 250, but now you can do it for like 300 and actually like have a chance at the Charizard. Like I think your Charizard mirror is, I think that's probably the best Charizard deck into the mirror. Be- yeah, that makes sense. We're talking about two decks that are kind of uh, clunky, and you're playing a deck that they can't get any real at. Uh, yeah, advantage for being able to like Pidgeot for boss every turn. I get that and I think angle. It's probably better into Guardy as well. Maybe you're just so fucking clunky by comparison. You are, but I mean, so I'm just saying, like, if I'm playing a version of Charizard into Guardy, I feel like I don't want to ever put other two prizers out until I'm actually taking like the big knockout. And the, yeah, yeah, the, the the other versions don't have that option. They have to right. put things like RCs right. down, which are pretty easy to kill on, or um. Pidgeot, which they can boss up, and it's reasonably easy to get the kill on. 280s is so much easier of a number to hit. So, like, that's kind of where I have pause with the other versions. So, I think that's kind of how I ended up liking it, the extent that I have. Like, just being able to swing cram in the early game, or, like, Sableye set up things later on, or just be a Sableye deck just generally, it feels very good. Um, I understand... That's, That's the upside. I guess, like, the argument especially, for sure, this deck has the most upside of any Charizard variant, because this is the only deck that can get to, like, the mid-game, and their Charizard can one-shot the entire board because you've peppered in a Cram attack and yeah. won a Sable Eye attack or something, and now their whole board is in a spot where, if you chain two Charizards together, they have to deal with multiple, you know, 330 HP Pokemon while you take a knockout with every single attack, right? Mm-hmm. That is powerful, for sure. I think that's really strong. I just have so much fear, and maybe, you know, Maybe this is partially an experience or very, very low sample size. Um, I have so much fear you're not getting out of the early game to that spot. Like, because even like regular stables are, it had enough of an issue getting to that spot. And we're talking about kind of conceptually the same deck construction, but with like nine bricks. That's so fair. And like, I will absolutely admit that this could. I could be falling into the trap because, like, I mean, we've talked about it plenty on and off the podcast for the last two months of that I want to fall in love with Sablezard again. So that might be what yeah, I'm yeah. doing and just buying into watching someone play it well on stream enough that I'm like, you know what? That looks really good. I really like the way that looked. Maybe this is the play. I could just be getting tricked by myself. And, like, I mean, there are some results to back it up, but not enough that it's that, that I should probably be feeling the way that I am. But I don't know. It just, like... And I was about to say that I'll sleeve this up and play it to, to try it, but I think if I'm playing Charizard, I just want to play the... Uh, 
you've been calling it the Ente version, or I've been calling it the Arvin version, whichever way you want to phrase that. That's fair, yeah. Um, but like, you know, just so we're, you know, we're on the same page, we're saying the same thing with those. Where I know you know that, but you know, for anyone listening, um, I think that version is quite good. And I would rather mess with that and optimize that. And if I'm going to play Lost Zone, I, I would rather play Kyogre even... Even if this is the better Charizard deck, I don't think it's the better Comfy deck. So, like, oh, I agree with that. Which, okay, so we're gonna even if we like back ourselves into the corner of saying this is the better Charizard deck, we're gonna end up with the what's well, the worst Comfy deck, so it's unplayable. Same as I feel about Giratina. Um, I think it's better than Giratina if that helps. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's not saying much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, like I, I mean, there's a reason why I predicted that like there would be more. Um, of the comfy decks and the, like the, the way I think there's one yeah thing. yeah no I'm like, not I, I still think Kyogre is a better overall deck or like probably Turbo is a better overall deck but well and I think like that doesn't mean I guess necessarily there's not a meta game where even if this is hypothetically this is the better Charizard deck but it's the worst comfy deck but like that doesn't mean there's not a meta game where this is the the preferable option I just have like I have a really hard time finding any meta game so far where I haven't thought that um. Kyogre is a really good play for Lost Box decks. I just... Could this just not be always... better into... I, mean, I have not tested these matchups enough to actually talk about this. I'm I'm just posing the question. Could this not be better into Maridon and Lugia than we think Kyogre is? Lugia is the interesting question. Maridon is just already abysmal into Lost Box. I can't imagine... Well, get, Maridon gets I can't imagine now, but... that conceptually, though, you're adding yeah. more two prizers to the deck that you're not like more low health two prizers that you're not even worse against Kyogre. That's fair. I like, yes, Zapdos does, I shouldn't say even worse. Zapdos does improve the matchup, you know, automatically. But that's so a Pokemon Mew, on that. Right, right. But we're talking about a Pokemon that the, the Zapdos has a terrible weakness. Um, it gets one shot by Raikos. Uh, so, you know, you can easily take two prizes. The Mew has 180 health. You can set up, you know, a multiple no, prize right. turn by, like, a Greninja into it and then a Sableye into it. Um, or even if you can, like, get multiple Greninja attack off. Yes, they both help. They both for sure improve the matchup. But they also are specifically, especially against Kyogre, I think, uh, liabilities in their own way. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it improves the matchup, though, right? That's that's the reason that we're high on Mariah on now. I mean, and if I wasn't picking Maridon, just to make this clear, I would be picking Kyogre. I I think uh, partially this is me hoping that the new cards win because I'd like to see a deck with a couple of new cards win the tournament instead of the same Kyogre list I've been playing for two sets. Well, yeah, and, and again, in fairness, if I was not picking Charizard solely for the irritation of you having to deal, like one of us being mad next week and talking about the deck that it made us mad winning, I would also be picking Kyogre because I think the deck's the, the best deck in the format. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, I in saying that, I do think Kyogre is the best deck in the format. I also think Kyogre is... Uh, hard to play. It's uh, high variance isn't the word that I'm looking for because I don't think it's necessarily high variance. But I think one of the upsides of being able to wig your way out of these really weird game spots, or one of the downsides rather, is that uh, the fact that we're like talking about how good the deck is at that means you're in these really weird yes. game spots a <laughs> yeah. lot. And uh, you know, sometimes even even if you're playing really well, your opponent's playing really well too, and you don't get out of it, or you know, um, you're in a spot where like despite you playing out of your mind, you have one damage counter misplaced at some point, and now you're not able to take your five prizes over two turns or something with your Sableye and the Greninja attack because you cram-ranted the wrong thing or, you know, whatever. Figure out how you want to word that, but you know exactly what I'm saying. Yep. You've played the deck enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, that's, it's, I think, I think we're in the longest period 
um, in a row since Lugia, where I thought that the same deck was the best deck for a long time, which is really funny because I think this format is so was so wide open for Obsidian Flames and will continue to be so wide open for 151. Yet the entire time I've thought Kyogre is the best deck. Yeah, but it's it, not it, like it it's not Lugia to your best deck. It's not you know this is the deck you play. It's just I think this is the best deck. This is the deck that if I wanted to win the tournament, I think would be my choice. Um. And seemed funnier to say that and then pick Murad on to win this weekend anyway, but I'm just kind of feeling it, you know? Yeah. That's partially a vibes pick, partially I want to see new cards win pick, but also I do, I do just think Murad on is going to be really, really good now. Oh, yeah. Like, well, so like we're arguing back and forth about these decks. And like I said, I, I, like, I said whenever you made the pick that I would not be surprised if Murad, no, yeah. Because I, I do, I like, I think some, like, one of, like, there's a reason why our top cuts are also very similar in the sense that I, like, these decks are all really close and really good. And I, like, yeah. Like you said, yeah. I don't think. I think Kyogre's the best deck, but I don't think it is by a large margin. So, like, if you told me any of these other decks, one's like, yep, that that makes sense. So, so historically, since we started doing the podcast, um, this feels like it's actually one of the best like stretches of time. Um, and part of that, this is going to sound bad, but it'll make sense to anyone who's ever grinded much at all. Part of that could be that I have been playing a little bit less than I was at other points during us doing the podcast, but like. I have not burnt out on absorbing content about these decks, you know, working on lists for these decks, shuffling up decks, even for the ones that I'm not really, like, I, I don't own on still, but, like, you know, I'm so interested in the deck again right now, right? I'm, I'm interested in all these versions of Charizard. I've, I've played all of the various Kyogre and Turbo Lost Box variants, right? I, I, a Lugia fan for sure, obviously. I think I predicted that deck for, like, five events in a row, too, at one point. Um... I just think this is like such a great time to be like invested in competitive Pokemon actually. And I, I don't want to undersell that because it, it's thus almost look stale. We've been talking about the same decks for six months, but it's not like the way when we were talking about Lugia versus Lost Box variant number 17 for the weekend, right? Like, you know, it, we've come such a long way in the last year from the, you can play Lugia, you can play Turbo Box in, or not, uh, I guess it was Kyogre in that format too. And you can play DT, you know? Or Control. Like, Someone played Control to Toronto. Yeah, Control popped back and forth. I'm, I'm not, like, talking I'm just, about No, I'm, I'm being facetious. I'm, but, I'm like, just... that that format, I mean, and then, like, the, the other deck in that format was, like, Arcdura that solely existed to hope you could catch the Lugia players without the tech cards in their deck. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, someone can come to me, like, oh, what about the article? Like, shut up. Don't, don't bother me with the insane things here. But, like, you know, that format, we did talk a lot about how, like, it was evolving over time, and you got to play all these different decks as far as, like, the counters and, you know, how you juke the counters and which counters you chose and stuff. But, like, without anything crazy happening, without any counters being put into decks, this metagame just has such sick, natural attrition from just, like, well, this matchup is slightly better for this deck, and now this deck's popping off, and then, you know, we talked about how we don't really think the, like, Justin Basil... Um, stats are like the most reliable just the way they calculate data but you know we're talking about a format that by their metrics is like Giratina is the best deck then Lugia is the best deck then Charizard is the best deck then Gardevoir is the best deck and all of those numbers do kind of just line up with the matchup spreads if you're not like deeply metagaming right you're just going to oh this deck was popular last week so this deck is good now yeah and I, I think that's just like a sign of a really really good and healthy metagame so I I don't want anyone to like undervalue what a sweet time this is to be like a pokemon player i've seen so many people complain and like yes i'm also excited for what paradox rift or whatever the set is called i can't remember in november how it's going to change things up i'm excited for that as well because we do love new cards but like i love new cards and i love broken cards so you're not gonna catch me 
downplaying how exciting that set's going to be either. That set's going to be sick. So you're not going to be tweeting up hashtag ban Iron Hands? Anyway, um, but like, yeah, I agree. Like, And Iron Hand Sex, I believe, was the hashtag? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I didn't, I saw him say afterwards that he should not have done, like, always doing all caps. And I didn't even go back and look at what he had put. That's really funny. I mean, but why would why would we ban that? I mean, you know, every, everyone can be into what they're into, but I yeah. like. So I like where I, this uh, format's at, even though it is probably somewhat stale, right? It's stale in the sense that stale-ish. Like we well, haven't gotten a lot of influx. But this anything. also one fifty one also isn't like a full life cycle set release either, right? Like this is just like a a minor injection for a little bit, right? Like when do we get Paradox Rift? We get Paradox Rift like about a month from now. Yeah, so this is like a, a short injection of cards that actually is relevant to the format. I that's like, I know it's like one of the lower number of relevant cards even compared to like Pogo or something. But like, the cards that are relevant are super relevant, right? Well, yes, and I mean, this is getting a little bit more into the weeds, but I think a lot of the reason why this does feel like stale to the people that are complaining is that this has been the format because we had so few events in 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 the other like format. This has essentially been the format since June, so I understand what people are saying. It's also been the format for like five tournaments, so like it's not actually that. What I, that was the other thing I was gonna say. It's been a long format, but just like the way the scheduling worked out, the first Obsidian Flames tournament was only exactly a month ago. Yeah, like we've only had Obsidian Flames yeah. as the the competitive format for a month. It came out in that weird time in between worlds where like Obsidian Flames was legal for like three weeks before there was a tournament. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. So it's. It, I think or a lot it of might not. Like, I actually might even be misremembering it. This set. 151 just might have come out so quickly afterwards, but plus the dead zone afterwards where it just felt like a long time. Yeah, it yeah, it, it all feels like a long time without like actually being like in terms of like gameplay a long time. So I, I think guess there's also the Obsidian Flames didn't do very much either argument where it's like all we got was Charizard, which for the first Oh, actually for every single Obsidian Flame set that was in not to do you guys dirty, but in a major region, Charizard was basically irrelevant. Right, like well, the best, I mean, we, you, we had one good place in Charizard. It was Comfy Zard in that one tournament, right? Yeah, that's so. But like, also, could it be that people like weren't like? I, I think that it t- that that deck took some time to develop, and people were like, why would I take yeah, time yeah, to no, develop it? I'll, I'll just play these decks. That's taking, yeah, no, for sure. That's that's not what I meant. Like with context in my statement, either. I'm just saying it. It didn't show up, so it did feel like we were just playing worlds format. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we but, we could all like we found a topic that we could probably ramble about for days, but. You know what? We'll be back next week and we'll have actually actual results to talk about, which will be even better. Yeah, pretty exciting. I'm I'm real hyped up for it. Yeah, I think we're actually, if I remember correctly, we're entering a streak where we we're getting back to like a bunch of tournaments in a row. So yeah, like, I back feel to like... back. So we get to do the the weekly metagaming and stuff. That's probably other than new sets, my favorite part of doing the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to like watching the stream this week and then being able to react to that and see where things develop from here and see like what where we were wrong, where we were right, what decks like maybe like. I, I alluded to it earlier. Man, do I hope Piper actually does find the goo with control or somebody does and we have a control deck to talk about? Because if there's one thing I love talking about, it's control. I don't think we will, but maybe. Um probably not. But that's okay. Let me let me be excited. I got the, I played that we had that one deck that was I like, wanted to be so bad also. I mean you you know this. I'm I'm just uh I think it was ready late night. I think it was like a top sixteen late night deck that was like the Mimikyu the Mimikyu with like the Pidgeots, and I'm like, ooh. Ooh, I can play this for a little bit. And it was really bad, but I won because, like, people don't play the outs of the Mimikyu, so that's cool. I just hope yeah, they It was do. really bad, and I won because my opponents conceded because they really couldn't justify doing this to themselves. Oh, no, no, no. It was just like, hey, if you play a singular out to the Mimikyu, I'm going to lose. Oh, you don't? That's tight. 
Those losses or those wins feel so good, actually. When it's just like, wait, you mean you just don't have it? Ooh, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, that was great. But uh, that'll do it for this week. We will be back next week uh, talking about the results of Peoria on Ancient Wisdom. Thanks, guys.